0: Good morning. Good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris. I'm here in a park, not on the beach. It's too windy for the beach this morning to do anything, let alone a podcast. But so I'm here in a park and it's howling a gale. It's so magnificent. I'm sitting under a tree. Um, There's dogs uh, playing through the wet grass and owners struggling to control them. And it's such a Such a wonderful thing. the The wind is blowing the quite long grass uh, almost horizontal. It looks like waves in the ocean. Um, I'm only fifty meters from the main road, and and yet uh, it's just it's just isolated in paradise. Uh, So this morning, I've taken my car, which is a really old. I call it the freebie because I got it for free, the uh, the BMW, and uh, I've, sp- <laughs> I've spent about $5,000 on it uh, in the last years keeping it alive. Um, and I think it, it may be uh, ready for the cemetery, I'm not sure. So I'm going on a, a trip to go down to Melbourne to see my uh, beautiful Melbourne clients and I uh, have break bread with them. Uh, I think now we have the opportunity to meet face to face with people uh, uh, other than the screen. It's really a, a, an opportunity we, we I think we should uh, cherish. And uh, so uh, I'm going to drive down and on the way uh, do a little bike riding at Bright. So uh, yeah, the car's in for what's called the, uh, they know me there and at the little garage and they do what's called the Walker safety check which means uh, will the car stop, will it start, uh, will it go, and will it keep going? And everything else, uh, do the windows go up and down? That doesn't matter. And uh, so they do the walker safety check. Uh, and they're a beautiful bunch of people and I love them dearly at the garage. They, they work really hard in really tough situations, uh, you know, in heat and muck and, um, and uh, friends of mine and I always use that, that facility. And uh, my friend's actually taking a case of beer every now and again to say thanks. Uh, uh, I shy away from that, but anyway. It's so beautiful to remember in our lives that good old-fashioned face-to-face interaction uh, and the quality of delivery that a person puts their hands on, they put their heart and soul into it, um, becomes, I think it's gonna become the differentiator in the future. I, I I don't believe. I think we've been through a period where Chinese manufacture of everything, uh, and soulless delivery of anything in a shop that is mass-produced, and the shop just uh, passes it forward. I think those days are going to be behind us soon. I think. People who do a job in a business who don't like the company and don't love their job and don't love their boss and don't love the opportunity to, to put their hands on something are going to be short-lived. It reminds me of a really great story. I was working uh, when we had our offices in New York with a company called Blue Brick Design. And Blue Brick had a contract with many companies, but the biggest one was Nickelodeon and they were uh, uh, briefed to create character, and characters, and to design, not do the uh, animations or anything, but to create, and they were given a description of the character's profile, and they would come up with the art. They had about, I don't know, 30 people, and the two owners of the business were old friends, uh, uh, and they built this thing from the two of them, to 35 people, which is a multi-million dollar design business. If you know anything about how much you charge and how much it costs, uh, 35 people would probably produce about five to $10 million worth of uh, design work in a year. Uh, So it's a very lucrative industry to be in uh, because the cost of the 35 is quite uh, low compared And they had very beautiful offices and uh, these two were at each other's throat and I was asked to come in and help them Uh, and we sat in an office and they they showed me all the management consulting papers that they'd had consultants come in and they said they'd tried this and done that and been there but what had happened at the end of the day they had to confess that really the issue wasn't the profitability or the mastery of the business it was that they had both uh, extracted quite a lot of wealth from the business as it was. The business kept growing and therefore drawing their wealth back out of their pocket, into back into the business, and, and they'd both bought uh, apartments in New York and uh, were starting to build family and what have you, and yet the business kept growing and sucking money out of their pockets and and leveraging their mortgages and and in a sense keeping them poor and they looked at letting other people come into the business to cash out a bit to the the equity investors and they uh, couldn't really get it across the line the equity investors would always pull out just at the last minute which is a great form of contraceptive by the way okay so I made a joke Uh, so where was I yes Anyway, I sat down with the two guys. I said, what's really going on? Why are you at each other's throat? and Why would you sell such a great little uh, concern that you've spent all this time? And it turned out, sitting uh, around a table in the Hamptons at a beautiful uh, hotel that we booked for a weekend away to work through all this stuff, it turned out that they'd just lost interest in what they were doing. It, was, it had become a churn. It turn up in the morning at uh, you know the usual New York time 10 o'clock in the morning open the doors uh, everybody filed in at about 10 o'clock at night everybody filed out again having eaten pizzas and junk gone to the gym a couple of times and what have you and gone home to an empty house or to a quiet house and this this sort of lifestyle was just killing them and so I said to them what was the last thing that went out from your company to Nickelodeon? What was the last character, the last brief you fulfilled for Nickelodeon? And they go, oh, it was the seventy thousand uh, uh, dollar, let's say, let's say the seventy thousand dollar Happy Man or something. And I said, what would it look like? And they go, we have no idea. We put it into the contract team, and we have a project manager working on it. And I said. Do you think that might be where you've gone south? Do you think the fact that you don't touch anymore the output of the business has turned it into a, uh, an ATM machine that, yes, you really appreciate the ATM and what it does for you, but that doesn't keep you engaged. And I wonder if Nickelodeon know that too they're starting to get the feeling that they could hire some of your people and pretty much get the same result and shortcut a lot of the overhead that you have as a result of the size of the business. We sat down and talked about it and what we did is we implemented a program where every day the two of them would walk around and touch the screen the top of the screen, not the glass, but the top of the screen of every computer in the room and ask the person how it's going. And just once a day, all they had to do was look at the screen, touch the top of the screen and say, how's it going? In order to re-engage their, their self, their identity, re-engage it with the product. Now it transformed this business and they did eventually get in equity people and they did eventually sell out but what changed mostly was the health and the happiness and the well-being of the two guys that I was working for they uh, and they sustained their contract with nickelodeon which i would have thought uh, given the trajectory of where they were going getting more and more separated from the coalface that uh, that would eventually end up going south, that people would leave and and it, the business would fragment into smaller modules that were more personalized and more identified and more skill-based. So I think, uh, and, the, and the great part of this story is these two guys who, one of them was putting on a lot of weight and the other one was getting really sour at home and grumpy, just changed they, they, their sense of respect for what they were producing their sense of ownership of it and their sense of i don't want to use the word pride but i will the sense of pride in delivering something way beyond expectation just escalated uh back into into the human space and i think we are this is that was 20 years ago and i think if we look at the world today where machines are doing and robots and Artificial intelligence is replacing middle management throughout all of organizations throughout the world, including China, it's a big problem. Unemployment in middle management. And we look at factories that are robotizing and we look at production lines that are automated and we look at things. You've got to say to yourself, what's the function of a human being in all that? Of course, there's design and you can have engineers uh, coming up with new ideas for new cars. But artificial intelligence, in a sense, given the right programming, can almost do that without a human being. So it comes to the art, the, the art form, the poetry, the music. It comes to the, the humanity of our, our being and our engagement. And I, I again hesitate to say it, but our love for what we do, that transmits across a table or through a conversation and into the heart and mind of the other person, so they're buying more than a contract. They're engaging in more than a transaction. Uh, They're engaging in a humanized communication at a very, very conscious level with other people. There is a paper, you can download it from the internet, called, Conscious Communication by my friend in New York, Lou, Dr. Lou Cox, C-O-X, uh, not, okay, so you know how to spell it, so Dr. Lou Cox, and Dr. Cox, uh, or as I call him Lou, uh, is really famous for his work with Bon Jovi Band, and uh, and has worked with some of my m- m- most uh, senior clients, uh, and Lou has the ability to differentiate between the ego and communication. So conscious communication is a bit of a lumpy article, but it's worth a read. And basically he's talking about radioactivity. When you you have a tender point, let's say someone says you're fat, or someone says you're tall, or someone says you're stupid, or someone says you're not um, good enough. If that point in you is radioactive, and you zing on that communication stops and that's that's as far down into you as you will allow communication to go so sitting around a table uh, communicating with a group of people in a meeting the radioactivity of the people in the meeting will determine how conscious the conversation can get when the world is heading in the direction of conscious communication and transmitting of product and service with love and kindness and care and consideration. So there's a humanitarian uh, humanitarian uh, transaction. It, it, it would seem to me that the more radioactive people are, the more they trigger, the less conscious they can deliver their service or their uh, product or their uh, communication or their contract and that will possibly put them into a category called the great unwashed or the category called the, the, the people who can't be employed anymore if we don't get conscious and conscious means to reduce the radioactivity we have so if somebody says to you uh, geez I don't like that pimple right on your forehead and you go buggy you who do you think you are talking about my people on my forehead It's been there for my whole life and that's radioactive. Or they say you're not a good mother or you're not a good father or you're not very clever at this or you're not very good. If you bite back, it means communication with the person that delivered the information to you, communication has stopped. That's as deep as you can go, ever, until you get over the thing you reacted to. A lot of the work we need to do in corporate environments, in corporate training, is to help people get past their radioactive point. Now, that one thing alone, that one thing alone that I do with people in coaching and training and workshops, could change an organisation because it would allow people to drop down into the deeper levels of uh, connection and communication and contract with others and deliver a more human service rather than be bitten and stung by a bee early in the process and go oh, uh, uh, as a person I'm out of this but I will deliver what you ask me for I think it's really worth having a think about it I want to finish with uh, something funny uh, uh, Mark Twain he's one of my favorite favorite writers wrote a story that I used to read as part of a training process to teach my computer how to understand my voice. It was back in the old days when this was really shit stuff. And the programs you used to buy, which were very expensive, voice to type, uh, functioned at about 50% efficiency. And I used them over and over again. But every time you upgraded, you had to retrain the uh, retrain the app or the software. And the the, the, the retraining script was a story of, from Mark Twain. And it was a story about him doing his first public speaking engagement and how nervous and frightened he was and how fearful he was of being rejected. And so he wrote into the script of this story, uh, a hilarious joke. And then he hired people to sit in the audience scattered around the audience and laugh at the appropriate moment and therefore engage everybody else to realize it was really hilarious and laugh and therefore encourage his speech to work really well. So he did so. The problem was that there was a very large lady in the audience who laughed at the wrong time and everybody, and it was a very sad part of his story and so all the people he hired thought that they'd miscued and they started to laugh too at the saddest part of his whole story, which, which made the funny part really sad. And he tells this story. It's absolutely mind-spinningly funny. I wish I could find that, that short story of Mark Twain. I really can't remember what it was called, but it was about a speech he had to give. I, maybe if I really, really search hard on Google, I'll find it. But it's... It's really, it's only a 10-minute read, but it's mind-spinningly, hilariously written. It's great to have joy in your day. It's great to have a laugh, put a smile on your face, and please share that with other people. It really does change the world around you. This is Chris. Have a beautiful day. Bye for now.